Let me tell you about uh, AMAC. If, uh, if you are looking for, if you're over 50 and you're looking for uh, some discounts on some things, insurance discounts, travel benefits, yada, 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 all the benefits of AMAC are great. But I want to talk to you about uh, AMAC and their advocacy. AMAC members responded to a recent call to action uh, and sold out an election integrity uh, uh, summit being held to train poll watchers and election workers in advance uh, of the gubernatorial election in Virginia. Uh, They're now being called on for California uh, as well. We are want we want to keep a close close eye on the polls these are the kinds of things that amac does they will get you trained up they'll get you ready to go and you can stand guard and watch the polls these people are amazing they are standing for the things that we believe in it's amac.us slash beck join them now amac.us slash beck i'm a member Two and a half million people are members. You need to join. Let your voice be heard. amac.us slash Beck. America, we got to get right to it. There's a lot to do today. A lot to do today. DHS has come out with another warning. Uh, We're looking at domestic terrorism. It is even more critical now. In fact, head of DHS said, this is the most dangerous period he has ever seen in America. Wow. I'm going to give you the full details on that later on the program. Also, an update on inflation. Fauci, again, an attack on me is an attack on science. Really, Mr. Science God? Does Zeus know about this? And we begin, of course, with the uh, Rittenhouse trial. (sighs) Wow. There are two Americas. And I'm happy to say I'm not in the America that Jeffrey Tubin is in. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. There is a reason why uh, we go to experts on things when we want something done. And, uh, you know, you can always question the experts. At least you can at realestateagentsitrust.com. In fact, we encourage you to question the experts. When it comes to buying or selling a home, you need somebody who really knows what they're doing. Do you know what they're for instance, their website traffic is. It's important to have somebody with real website traffic and a marketing campaign that is already going. Not a marketing campaign just for you, but a marketing campaign for houses that they represent. Is that a well-trafficked website? Because if so, you're going to cut down the time it takes to sell your house. All right. There's lots of questions that you should be asking these experts. We've asked most of them for you and we've, you know, narrowed them down. Usually there's one in your area that we think this one really gets it and has a really good track record. 
and is the right person to help you buy or sell a home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Wow. Okay. So, Kyle Rittenhouse, let me tell you how this thing ends, in my opinion. Mistrial. Uh, I think uh, I think yesterday, um, all everything that could be said about this trial, I'm skipping to the end because there's a lot in between, but let me skip to the end. Um, all you need to hear is cut 10, please. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury. You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law, it's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. He goes on and on. It's several times the judge yesterday read him the riot act, the prosecutor, and said to the prosecutor, one more time and we're done here. And I think the prosecutor is going for a mistrial. Intentionally. Intentionally. So it's not on him. Right. It's like the idea that you're down you know, 48 to seven in a football game in the third quarter and you try to get the game canceled. So you have to start over later. Correct. Right. Uh, and I, so I think he's absolutely going for a mistrial here uh, because there's no way for a win. No way for a win. Now, um, the defense said dismissal. We, we are with calling, prejudice. Yeah. yeah. Meaning they cannot come back because right. the idea when a when a prosecution tries to blow a trial intentionally the idea is they're so far behind, they know they're going to lose, and in a normal mistrial, they just get to start over. Yes. So, but if the judge senses they're doing it intentionally, they can say, they can dismiss it with prejudice and say, you, we do not have another opportunity here. You don't get another chance at the plate. So, what they're going to do is they're going to blame it on the judge and say, the prosecution was trying to do their job, and this crazy zealot judge. Now, here's where they have the crazy zealot judge thing to use, the, the media. Yesterday, during the trial, a phone went off. They say that it was the judge's phone, but they don't know for sure whose phone it was. But everybody in the, on the uh, mainstream media were immediately saying, oh my gosh, the judge He's got a ringtone on his phone, which is God bless the USA. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, since when is it a crime to say God bless the USA? When is it? When it? When should a judge well, have that kind of point of view of like I'm proud of my country? When should a judge? A judge should not have should not like the nation. Exactly right. Like, right. I guess or it's the, laws or yeah. it's constitution. And of course, it's consistent with the left because they don't like it. Correct. So they are Correct. annoyed when others do. Correct. They, and you know, they think you're an idiot. Yeah. And they think that you're in the. Uh, now, I mean. Again, yeah. this is generalizing. Not everybody yeah. on that side is like that. But I mean, you know, that they, they immediately went, as they do with all things, to Donald Trump, who apparently played this at rallies. It's like, I, I don't. The song's been every around. president every since president. it came out has played that oh song. Oh my gosh. Every rally, every patriotic event, every July 4th, everything, every all the time. 
Uh, Lee Greenwood is 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 still cashing in on that. On Lee that Greenwood is probably sick of it at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, geez, can we stop with this song all the time? <laughs> all right. So um, they went on the attack immediately. We're going to get into the uh, trial here in uh, in just a second. Uh, we have a guest uh, that we're going to bring on who has been watching this whole thing. He's an attorney. and He's going to tell us what what he thinks of each. And we're going to go through some of the. Uh, some of the audio clips from the trial yesterday, but here's here's Jeffrey Tubin on on the trial. All right, here is Jeffrey Tubin. What kind of idiot, seventeen-year-old, gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has Stop. no license. What kind of idiot, a fifty-eight-year-old man who grabs his gun? <laughs> I just want to say, Jeffrey, really, you shouldn't be calling people idiots. This is the problem with the Tubin thing. Even if you think, all right, the guy made a mistake and uh, it was bad, but he didn't intentionally mean to do it in front of anyone else, blah, blah, blah. He can't do this job anymore. He can't. Every single one of his comments on any other story, everyone's just going to constantly mock him for any similarity to his own story. And it's one of those things you just can't get out of your head. What kind of idiot? He's also making gestures with his hands. Yeah, no, I know. Where, where he's got his thumb and his forefinger oh, no. together and he's shaking his hands and it's like, don't do it, man. What are you doing? This guy should not be on television anymore. He has no credibility. No credibility. Uh, you know, even if you feel like he shouldn't lose his job, there's just no way. For, he you Give him a job somewhere else, not near food. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Something else inside the company. Something I don't where know. he doesn't have to use his hands. Yeah. Please. Okay. Please. Work it's from just... home uh, and no right. Zoom calls, <laughs> right. obviously. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's bad. Okay. We're gonna go to um, uh, we're gonna go to um, a guest here in just a second. Um, a, a guy who really has watched this from start to finish, and I think gonna give some really good. Um, um, commentary on it in just a second we're going to take you through the trial from yesterday that's coming up in just a second also do we have the live lincoln memorial audio this has never been done before that we think specialist robert edward blair this is the tunnel to towers foundation they are holding an event on the steps of the lincoln memorial and they are reading the 7,000 names of military members who died in response to the 9-11 uh, tragedy. First class, this is the first time Robert. they think this has ever been done. They're standing in front of the Lincoln uh, Memorial. Later on the show, we're going to be talking to the chairman and CEO, uh, Frank Siller. He's uh, He has some good news about what they are doing to help our veterans today. Um, veterans Day. Thank you, veterans, for everything that you've done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And happy birthday, by the way, yesterday to our Marine Corps. All right, back in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. We have a, uh, we have a, a great listener that listens to us, believe it or not, in California. Megan is her name. She's in her mid-30s. She was in a horrible car accident, left her with shooting pains down her neck and her back. Uh, and it got to be so bad that her chiropractor, and she was going to the chiropractor and the acupuncturist six times a week. Nothing was working for her better than that. 
She heard about Relief Factor, decided to give it a try, and within two days, she says, her pain began to subside. Within a few weeks, she was back to normal. No more trips to the chiropractor. No more sticking needles in your ears. Megan considers her discovery of Relief Factor to be nothing short of a miracle, and it shows. Megan, I have been where you are, not from a car accident or anything like that. I mean, I don't want to relate my pain to yours, but... Uh, I have been in pain where I just couldn't take it anymore, and I got so desperate I was willing to try anything, and I tried Relief Factor, and it works. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more, just like me, just like Megan. Order the three-week quick start to see if it works for you. Only $19.95. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 10-second station ID. Is Nick on with us? Is Nick on with us? Not yet. We have uh, Nick uh, Riketa on from Riketa Law. That is the he's on YouTube and he's got his podcast. And uh, I have not heard him, but we have several fans uh, of the podcast on the uh, program. And he is good at breaking things down in common sense. Nick is with us now. Hi, Nick. How are you? Howdy, Glenn. I'm great. That's How are you? Very good. Great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so my pleasure. Let's get your reaction. I've got several things to play for you, and I think you have the list, so you can you can call these things out on the things you want to comment on. Um, but also, I'd like to hear just your. Have you ever seen anything like this trial before? Ever? No. It's it's wild, Glenn. Uh, you know. I went into this trial expecting um, kind of a standard approach by the prosecutor and, and the defense. And we've seen just some weird plays by both of them, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, the prosecutor is blowing my mind here because he opened up kind of strong with a decent opening statement. But as the days went on, it, you could see his narrative crumble. And I think the, the big problem for him is that he has to know that the facts on this are on the side of Kyle Rittenhouse. And they always have been. So, I mean, he is the guy who decides whether or not this moves forward. Was it all just political or mob pressure? Uh, I think the political environment plays a big part, a big part in why this this case was brought. But to give Binger a little bit, Binger being the the lead prosecutor on the case, he is an assistant district attorney. So this is delegated down um, from the district attorney of the county. But he I mean, he can refuse it. He can make some recommendations. He can look at this and say, "Uh, hey, boss, you know, I don't know if this is the best case to be bringing we might just get raked over the coals here so nick do you believe he he knew going in we've got a really weak case do you do you think that he knew on cross-examination they would be like no i think he feared for his life because i was pointing a gun at him i mean did he know that his own witnesses would take his case apart i i think he did to some degree you you have to right uh We've watched the we've watched the videos. And when these videos first came out, you know, I looked at them personally and I said, that looks that looks a lot like self-defense. Mm-hmm. That looks like a really good case of self-defense. And then when you read the complaint that they filed and you realize that they're they're 
the the first part of the complaint was written based on the eyewitness account of Richie McGinnis, who works for uh, Daily Caller. And you read it, and it's like, it, this looks like this was written by a defense attorney making a self-defense case. And then we're all just baffled at why, why would you bring this? Because you're going to have to call Richie McGinnis. You're going to have to call Ryan Balch. You're going to have to call these guys who are out there uh, either on Kyle's side or politically disposed to him. And their narrative of the case screams self-defense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm blown away by it. Um, let, me, let me ask you, to the other, I think, big thing on the other side is calling Rittenhouse to testify I mean, everybody right. thinks that he was way ahead. You you don't usually do that when you're ahead. Why did do you think the defense call him as a witness, and how do you think he did? Well, I, first, I agree. You, you typically don't want to call someone uh, a defendant to the stand. They have a Fifth Amendment right not to be called. Uh, you can't force them to go. If they want to go up, they can force themselves onto the stand. Their attorney can't stop them. I don't know if this was Kyle's decision or, or the attorney Mark Richards' decision, um, but the, the one mitigating circumstance really is in a case where you're, affirming self, you're, you're making an affirmative defense of self-defense because you may have to testify to some facts about uh, your state of mind or things that maybe only you saw. Mm-hmm. But in this case... We have so much from all of the other witnesses that basically just on uh, just based on the prosecution's witnesses alone, you've made the elements of self-defense pretty clear through the evidence that's already there. So it was uh, it was a big gamble to put him on the stand. Overall, I think he did well. I, I let me change that. Sorry. I think he did exceptionally well yeah. being an 18 year old kid. Uh, grilled by an attorney for several hours. Um, how did I, the? How do you think I, with a jury did the the crying play? Because you know, I heard a lot. Everybody on the left is saying that it was fake. It did not seem fake to me. He seemed like he seemed like uh, you know somebody who just found out their parents had died. I mean, he he seemed uh, genuine to me. Do you think the jury I've felt had, that uh, way? I I think. Their preconceptions are going to play pretty heavy into how they how they felt, but it, it was hard to watch that section of his testimony. And and I I agree, it did not look fake at all. It's it's hard to fake the sort of hyperventilative yes uh, reaction that he had. And uh, some of the people on our panel um, were suggesting that it looks a lot like post traumatic stress. You know, this oh, big time through. Uh, you could see it, and, and, and it built up over several minutes before he actually broke down. So if if he faked it, I mean, Hollywood needs to hire this kid immediately. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't think it was fake at all. Um, and I, for the first time, at least my reaction was, this kid's gone through hell. And it's one thing... It's one thing to think about what the media has put him through and everything else. But for the first time, I really felt the fear that he felt and the the uh, effect after the event that it still plays on him of being surrounded by a crowd. All of them saying, get him, kill him. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've talked to some people 
um, that have had some closer ties to this case, uh, attorney Robert Barnes, who has also been on uh, the panel as we've been watching uh, along. And, and he suggested, you know, Kyle, for his for the first couple of weeks as he's in jail, you know, he's he's having vomiting issues. He's he's clearly uh, did not do well with this incident. And who would right? you're being chased oh, yeah. by a maniac uh, amidst a riot. He's screaming at you, trying to take your gun. And uh, that, that came through on the testimony, I think, as well. You, you can hear him. He tried to take my gun. I didn't want to kill him. How, why did he try to take my gun? I, I just wanted to get away. Here's a play cut uh, six here. Here he is. I never wanted to shoot him. Listen. If I would have let Mr. Rosenbaum get my gun, he would have killed me. But you had already pointed your gun at him. Yes, because he was chasing me. Did you want him to think that you were going to shoot him? No, I never wanted to shoot Mr. Rosenbaum. Why'd you point it at him if you didn't have any intention of shooting? He was chasing me. I was alone. He threatened to kill me earlier in that night. I didn't want to have to shoot him. But you understand how dangerous it is to point a gun at someone, don't you? I pointed at him because he kept running at me and I didn't want him to chase me. This is an amazing thing because, uh, you know, if you've taken any classes on shooting, you never point a gun to some at somebody unless you intend on shooting and killing them. However, I've always found that to be counterintuitive because if you don't want to shoot somebody, you do want to show them that you might, you know, you want them to feel like he could shoot me. He's willing to do it. And so you're like, back off, put the gun up, back off. And uh, this prosecutor is, is, I guess, just trying to make everybody believe that you would never point. It's unreasonable to point a gun without shooting. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they, they train that way in uh, carry classes and self-defense classes because you have to be prepared to pull the trigger. Correct. But most people don't want to ever pull the trigger. I mean, that, one, even if you're a cold, uh, you know, just ra- rationale based person, you're going to say, if I pull this trigger, I'm going to have to go through what Kyle's going through. Correct. And, and that would be very inconvenient. For, for a sociopathic point of view, that's what you've got. But, but most people, you know, they don't, they don't ever fathom themselves killing someone. And so the, the typical response is, you know, you have the display of the gun either in a holster or you reach right. for it. Then you brandish, and, and that is the threat. So uh, let, I, I want to you know, back off. I have to take a break here. But when we come back, I want to talk about how many times he didn't shoot people Um, As soon as they put their hands up, he didn't shoot. And what that means to the jury. This is the Glenn Beck program. You've worked hard for what you have. So it makes sense that you wouldn't want somebody to come along and take it from you. Unfortunately, in in an age where everything is online, the chances that something like that could happen are exponentially higher. Cyber criminals invite in invent new ways Uh, to separate you from your identity and your stuff every single day. And LifeLock is there to help fight back. You have to understand cybercrime and identity theft. It will affect your life. Every day we put our information at risk, our children's information at risk on the Internet. Well, LifeLock is there to detect a wide range of identity threats. Not everything. nobody Nobody can catch everything. 
if they do see something, they will send you alert. Now, here is the best. Here's the best part, I think. If something does go wrong, if they alert you to something and something's then they are there with a dedicated restoration specialist to help you fix it. So join now. Save 25% off the uh, year subscription with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK, 25% off, lifelock.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci lied. 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Nick Ricada is a uh, Minnesota lawyer turned YouTube commentator. Uh, he and his wife have five children. They homeschool their kids. God bless him. He's a staunch advocate for free speech and our rights protected by the Constitution. And he says it's our duty to buck the establishment media and build better independent content, more voices, more freedom, more truth. It's a pleasure to have you on, uh, Nick. Thank you so much. We're talking um, about the um, uh, the Rittenhouse trial. And before we went to break, I said that at least I felt there was multiple, multiple times that Rittenhouse credibly said, well, no, I. I didn't shoot him at that point because he wasn't threatening me and has hands up or he was, you know, they backed off, which I thought showed that he was not out just to kill people. He was only shooting at people who were a threat to him. Yeah, Glenn, that's uh, I mean, it's a great point. It's a. Uh ironically a point the prosecution has made several times throughout the case right. uh, pointing out <laughs> pointing out all these times that this kid showed remarkable restraint um and and even with the the very first encounter with joseph rosenbaum uh who has thrown a bag at him um and the the prosecution is trying really hard to make sure you know there there was definitely nothing deadly in the bag as if kyle would know this at this point, and right. as if that actually matters, um, he's he's thrown a bag at him. He's running full speed. Kyle turns around uh, with the gun, and and Rosenbaum kind of almost takes a, a little bit of a pause. He, he stutter steps, uh, but then he he proceeds on. Kyle, instead of just shooting, which he may have even been justified in doing at that point, he turns around and runs uh, until he can run no further, and Rosenbaum has caught up to him, and that's at the point when he shoots. It, it was remarkable restraint. Right, and he said even when he was surrounded by the crowd and some of them were advancing, he held up his gun, and if they put their hands up and stopped, he didn't shoot. I mean, it shows that he was thinking all the way through, which you know he talked about almost tunnel vision at the end, uh, that guy was under incredible stress, and yet he was still functioning, uh, you know, and and uh, doing the right thing. Uh, Nick, I, there, was, right, there was a back and forth I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, because I didn't even understand sure. a couple times where the prosecution was even going with some of these lines of questioning. At one point, they ask Rittenhouse, do you think the protesters were hostile to you? And he says, no, they generally weren't. Then he said, why did you bring your gun then? And he said, well, I mean, I wanted to protect myself in case someone was going to attack me. And then they'd follow up. Well, why did you think they were going to attack you specifically? 
And he would say, I don't, I didn't think they were going to attack me specifically, but I wanted to be uh, protected. Well, well, then why did you bring your gun if you didn't think that they were going to protect you or attack you specifically? And it's like, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to get into a car accident every day, but I still get car insurance in case. I think, I think they were trying to get Rittenhouse, a 17, 18 year old kid to go, well, because I was white. I think they mm. were trying to get him to say something to that they race. could turn race into that. I could be wrong, Nick. Well, uh, I, I think there's a couple angles here. And, and one of them, it goes back to the bad facts for the prosecution. I, I think you might be uh, the, the race thing could be in there for sure. Just general politicizing, polarizing statements yeah. uh, would would maybe prejudice Kyle in the eyes of some of the jury members. From a legal perspective, what they're trying, and, and you have to put yourself in the mind of a dishonest person. Uh, <laughs> thank God I'm a lawyer and can do this. But um, <laughs> you, have to, you have to be able to, to do this under Wisconsin self-defense law. And uh, generally speaking, this is kind of a rule in self-defense. But if you provoke the encounter uh, and use that as an excuse to use self-defense, right. then it'll defeat your ability to to invoke that. So what I think Binger is trying to do here is get Kyle to say, I knew the crowd was hostile, and then paint the narrative that he wanted to go out there knowing they would attack him, so he's got the gun, he's walking around, and that this somehow invo- invokes the provocation that would defeat his self-defense claim. Typically, provocation requires an act rather than just a presence with a gun. But Binger is trying to paint that. And I think we're going to see him try and use that in his closing argument uh, to say, you know, he was out there provoking. He put out fires. He was providing medical aid and, and, and other people didn't want that. It, it's a ludicrous position, uh, but I think that's where he's going with it. So mm. how has the judge been? Because I, I actually like him. I think he's been uh, very no-nonsense. The left hates him if you're looking at political and and not necessarily if you're looking for social justice and not actual justice you don't like this guy which is which is right is he a hard ass that just has a you know a point of view or is he really towing the line on the law he's uh, he's been pretty fair and consistent um, and, and for me, uh, when I think about a judge, what I want is someone who is fair and consistent. You know, even, even if they're consistently bad, um, in this case, I think this judge is phenomenal. Um, he's going to the actual uh, statutes. He's, he's pulled out commentary books and read them to make sure he gets his rulings right. This guy is being very, very careful on his, on his rulings and how he manages his courtroom. And if anybody thinks he's being uh, biased in a particular way, it's because uh, the attorney on that side has been acting in a particularly egregious manner. Um, I think you played a clip right at the beginning of the show where the judge was dressing down yeah. Binger for flagrantly violating Kyle's constitutional rights. Which one and um, how? And, uh, the, his Fifth Amendment right to not speak. Uh, one of the first things Binger did when he got uh, Kyle on cross-examination is that he, he stood up and said, you know, you, you had the opportunity to speak before this. And that is a huge no. Every prosecutor knows wow. you cannot go down this line because you cannot draw any inference from a person exercising their constitutional right 
to remain silent. And and him trying to elicit that in front of the jury bordered on having the case thrown out immediately. And the he also tried to introduce things that the judge said he couldn't introduce, right? Right. They had some mo- pre-trial motions. They're called motions in limine. And uh, they they excluded the um, these two incidents that Kyle was involved in prior to the event and one meeting at a, a bar that Kyle um, was photographed at after the event. The, the latter one, because it has no relevance on what Kyle's state of mind was at the time, because it was four months later. Um, the other two on similar grounds, um, but the judge didn't want those two acts, which are not directly related to prejudice the jury's opinion of Kyle. And he ruled that they could not bring them in. Now, the prosecutor claims that he thought that they had opened the door to that with other testimony. And the judge said, I've ruled on this. If you wanted to bring it up, you needed to come to me and ask the court for permission before trying to prejudice him in front in front of the jury. So how does this end, Nick? Um, Well, there's there's two ways. Uh, You know, it can either go all the way to the the jury decision um, or. Uh, the judge can make a ruling on the case. Uh, the defense is in the process of filing a motion to uh, dismiss and or a motion for a mistrial uh, and asking for a dismissal with prejudice. I believe they will also file a motion to dismiss at the close of the case based on the fact that the the prosecution simply hasn't made the case um, for any of the any of the major charges. Um, so if the judge rules on it and dismisses it with prejudice, it's gone. It's done. Kyle cannot be brought back into court for these charges. If the jury goes, they can either uh, render one of basically one of three verdicts. You've either got not guilty, which is a unanimous decision, or you've got uh, guilty, which is unanimous, or you have a mix of votes, which will result in a mistrial. And in that case, theoretically, the state could bring the charges back against them. So if he is if the judge dismisses it, it's done. But can't they dismiss it with prejudice? Can't he call for a mistrial with prejudice? Yes, yes. And that's that's what they're that's what they're gunning for. And it's based on that constitutional violation. And they've got some good stuff on the record. The judge said to uh, Binger, he says, when you said you brought this in good faith, I don't believe you. And Mm, bad finding of bad faith is one of the prongs of the, the test to have a dismissal with prejudice under Wisconsin law in criminal court. Um, if you were the judge, how would you rule? What would you do? I would have dismissed this case already. Um, and certainly uh, would have, would be the, the constitutional violations to me, if, if they don't merit dismissal, they merit sanctions for uh for binger i mean this is something again every prosecutor knows this they know you can't do this and and he did it in um flagrant violation of the court and then he tried to weasel his way out of it oh judge i'm so sorry right i didn't mean it in this oh it his tone was so grating (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay i can't have an attorney on that uh is in minnesota and not ask hey how's keith ellison working out for you guys Oh, he's just a joy, man. <laughs> what a nightmare. What a nightmare he has been. Then yeah, we'll, well, uh, we'll leave it at that. 
Oh, go ahead, sir. Uh, no, no, no. That's good. <laughs> Nick, I'd love to have you on again. Thank you so much uh, for uh, coming on and, uh, and, and all that you do. You have big fans here at the studios. Oh, thank you, guys. It's, uh, you, you have a big fan here, actually. So oh. you're pioneering with Blaze TV. Um, you know, it, it was one of the inspirations for me venturing out on my own to, to start a show as well. Ah, so. Good for you. Well, we should talk sometime. Uh, good, good, to, good to talk to you, Nick. Thank you so much. That is, uh, thank you, Glenn. Have a good one. You bet. That's uh, Nick Ruketa. Uh, he is a, uh, now a YouTube commentator, uh, and he gets you know, fellow attorneys and other people on just to comment on these live trials. And uh, they're they're quite entertaining, quite entertaining. Uh, all right. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Goldline. The economy is uh, is down right now. You know what that means? Gold is up. Inflation is way up, which means gold goes up. It's a hedge against inflation. I've said it's a hedge against insanity because really that's that's why I have purchased uh, gold and silver is because the world goes in when it goes insane, it eventually resets itself and it has to go back to the gold standard. There's a reason why the best of the best is called the gold standard, because that's where it always resets. That's the standard for sane economic conditions. So I want you to call Goldline now and see if gold or silver is right for you. They're offering up to 6% free metals included with an IRA qualifying self-directed, sorry, any qualified uh, self-directed IRA acquisition. You can call today, find out how to use a portion of your IRA, 401k or other retirement vehicles to acquire physical precious metals. And this week only, just for completing the application for a self-directed IRA, Goldline will give you for free one of their branded one-ounce silver bars. Don't wait. Inventory is extremely limited. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Casey Lynn Casanova. It's Veterans Day. Private First Class. Jose Casanova Jr. Sergeant First Class. Virgil Ray Case. Sergeant Nicholas Uh, Anthony This This morning, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is holding an event on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. They are reading the over 7,000 names of military members who died in the response to Uh, 9-11. To their understanding and mine, it's the first time this has ever been done. It's going to take hours and hours to do it. Uh, A little later on the program, we're going to be talking to the chairman and CEO uh, of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which is a fantastic foundation, builds homes for veterans. It's really great. But we wanted to spend some time today uh, recognizing Memorial Day and those who fought and have died for our freedom and the freedom of others. Great people and at the Tunnel really Towers good, Foundation. Really good awesome. people. It's an awesome really organization. It is. Um, before we uh, go, the, t- the, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I think, has, has highlighted so many massive problems with our country. Uh, and it, the reaction is really interesting. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we talk about how, look, people are the same. And sometimes people on both sides have these same issues. This one's a little different, though. Right now, also going on is the Ahmad Arbery case. And I have, I don't think I've seen one conservative out there saying, you know what? These guys were justified in shooting him out Arbery. 
It seems very much to me that conservatives look at the cases based on their merits and yes. make decisions yes. based on the legal uh, details of mm-hmm. what's going on. Where yeah, it's, it's, it's like with George Floyd. I don't know a single person that didn't say that was wrong. Yeah. That was disgusting. You, they might not like George Floyd, but right. like you, th- all that of shouldn't us, have we were in lockstep right. on the first day. Exa- exactly. And it's like you look at what the left is doing is when the Rittenhouse thing happened within minutes, they had come up with a narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist who went there to kill black people. Now, of course, he only shot white people, including, you know, child molesters. Um, But it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter about those details. and It doesn't matter how much we can know. The fact that we have everything on video, the fact that we have prosecution witnesses confirming the story of Kyle Rittenhouse, the fact that we can all look at all of the details and it is blatantly clear to anyone who is honest and observing it that he was defending himself in those moments but they locked into this narrative at the very beginning and they will do anything including saying well the judge had a patriotic song as his ringtone they will do anything so they do not have to abandon that dumb ill-informed position they took in minute one this is a massive problem for our country i think tucker said it right when he said (laughs) But he said about the child molester uh, that yeah. Rittenhouse shot. Uh, he went out the way he lived his life. Oh wait, you got, he Go died. Ahead. Here, I have the quote here. Uh, he died. Joseph Rosenbaum died as he had lived, trying to touch an unwilling minor. <laughs> that is an unbelievably great line. Back in just a second. is the Glenn Beck program. Thank you very much, uh, Hillary. I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. Uh, They are a great group of people that can help you out on any of your mortgage needs or any loan needs. Uh, Stu has, you took a loan out. You've tried once. Yep. And they were like, you're crazy. <laughs> you should go find a loan someplace else. And they don't usually tell their clients they're crazy. You should, you should note that. I'm a little no, bit they, of a special did, case. They actually didn't. No. They were just like, that's a good deal, but I, we can't find that's, that deal. It's a little risky. It's not what we do. Yes. And that's one of the things we've always loved about American finance and that they, they are responsible. They, they were, you know, this all started at the beginning of the housing crisis when people were absolutely out of their mind with crazy loans and they decided not to go down that road and it's what's protected them and had them. Uh, last all of this time yeah um right now of course we're at that level of historic lows as everyone talks about oh inflation is coming what do you think that does to interest rates i mean usually that means they go up and they go up in a big way so if you can lock in a low rate now it's a great time to do it you can call american financing at 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net it's 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is vital, 
vital that we question things, that we can speak our minds, that we can debate back and forth. That is becoming more and more precious because it is also becoming more and more rare. I want to talk to you about a few things that are happening right now um, that are laying the foundation for even less conversation. I'll give you that uh, news and some poll numbers that speak volumes in 60 seconds. So Anne lives in Oklahoma. She used to suffer from pain in her shoulder. She said they were it was it was so severe um, that for five years of her life, she had to sleep sitting up in a chair with pillow stuff behind her. Her shoulders would swell during the day, hurt in the evening and by night they would just go numb, which wasn't much better. And boy, can I relate to you on this? She thought she was going to have to live the rest of her life like this. She started hearing me talk about uh, Relief Factor on the program. She was skeptical for a long time. And by a long time, I mean two years. I mean, they're skeptical, Anne. And then there's like, why are you even listening? If you're, I mean, really, two years. Took me longer than that, Anne. Um, Anyway, here's the thing. She started taking it. Guess who's sleeping now uh, in bed, pain-free? She got her life back. So can you. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and it's 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So just try the three-week quick start. Don't wait two years to get your life back. Just try it. Hopefully you're in that 70%, not the 30%. Start it now, Nineteen ninety-five. Not working for you in three weeks, probably not going to work. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84, ReliefFactor.com. The truth is extraordinarily dangerous. The truth shall set you free. Yes, it can. The truth shall set you free, but it will make you miserable at first. And what does that mean? It means when you tell the truth, you have a decision to make. If you are truly seeking the truth, it's going to show you things that you may not like. For instance, if you were honestly seeking the truth with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, you would now say, wow, and seeing the testimony and seeing the prosecution, it's not what we thought it was. But that would make people miserable. And here's what I mean by that. If you've been on television saying this guy is a racist, 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 He was just a a brazen, wanton killer. Now you would have to go on the air and say, crap, I'm I was wrong. In today's atmosphere, if you changed your mind, changed your opinion based on the facts and you're on that side and sometimes on the right. You're in trouble. Because now everyone will reject you because they won't listen to the facts because the facts don't matter anymore. It's the agenda, not the facts. That's not the scientific method. That's not the American method. And so we all have a choice every day when we hear news 
and it's different than what we believe. Are we going to pursue that to see if there's any truth in that? And if there is, will we be able and willing to embrace that truth? That's the problem with our society. Everybody wants to be right. Both sides demand that they are right and the other is wrong. We can't live like that. You can't live like that. Not on everything. I mean, there are there is truth. There is truth. And it's not my truth, because if it was a society based on my truth, then they would embrace me saying you're a bunch of idiots that believe that there's 99 different genders. They don't accept my truth, but that's okay because I understand and will embrace the truth. And if some new information based in reason and science would show me there are 99 genders, I would then have to, if I'm looking for truth, I'd have to say, crap, I hate saying this, but I've been wrong. There are 99 genders. Not going to happen. But at least I would be a slave to the truth, not a slave to someone's agenda. When you're armed with the truth, you can empower others to enact change. And let me tell you something. Everyone is looking for the truth. The vast majority of people are tired of this. And they're just looking for something solid. You can't build your house on an economy that is centrally planned and the government is picking and winning, uh, picking winners and losers, not based on anything other than what their agenda is, because you don't know. I'm convinced Bitcoin would be at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per coin right now. If you trusted that the government wasn't going to try to put it out of business. More people would invest in Bitcoin right now because it's working. It's shown itself to be relatively stable. It's not going away unless the government shuts it down. You can't build anything truly lasting if you don't know that the laws and reason is stable, that's why there's so much chaos. Everything is up in the air. What you believe today may be something that you can't say tomorrow and literally tomorrow. How many times in the last five, ten years have we all gotten up in the morning and went, wait, what's that new word? word? What, what is that? And we all had to learn it. And we all have to live by it. Why? Because the mob says so. The draconian measures that our government is now and the private sector, government, education, and big, powerful, connected to the government, private sector. They are shoving things down our throats and it's got to stop. And it will the minute we stand up and go, nah, I'm not going to do that. You don't have to fight back with guns or anything else. You just have to stand up and say, nah, not going to do that. Well, we're going to fire you. Okay. 
my soul's more important than this job. And when there's enough of us saying that, we will begin to connect with each other and we'll start to work with each other. Now, I don't like this truly because it's self-segregation. We're never going to get anywhere if we're segregating, but they are already segregating us. They are already deeming us idiots, morons, dangers, and uh, people that are just so dangerous you can't even work there. So I don't want to work with them if that's the way they are. I want to work. I mean, I, I hire very liberal people on my staff for very important positions, not editorial positions, but positions to where I can ask them, where do we have this wrong? How do you see this? Where is this fair? What we're doing? I think that's really important. Really important. I like working with diverse minds. That's the way you find truth. But we have to stand, stand up because we need power of numbers. And there's only one way to amass numbers. And it is by one by one enlightening millions of people who have blindly marched in lockstep or those inform those who are afraid to step out of line to question what is really going on in our society. The truth will make you miserable at first because it is so powerful. That's why big tech platforms, anyone who d- dares question last night, I, I, I did the setup for next week's two hour live special commercial free on COVID. I have five pages of rules that social media says we cannot violate. There's probably two pages of that that will probably be violated. And we're not violating them because I'm not going on and going, you know what? There's another horse medicine out there. Not doing that. I'm showing you documents From the same sources that say, trust me, I'm showing you the documents of how this started, where this came from, and what they did. Crimes or a cover-up, but they're not telling you the truth. You can't do that. Have you noticed how in lockstep, ask Stephen, do we have, do we have, uh, from last night's show, I played the um, the two prescription drug ads. I don't even remember what the, it was. A it was for a blood thinner. And and let me just ask you this: every time you've seen a commercial, every time they're like, "You could be impotent. You might have a heart attack. Your head might explode. Ask your doctor for details." Okay, there's no chance literally no chance any of those things are going to happen to the average person maybe one in every six million people right but the government insists that you know about it so we have ads like this while taking xarelto you may bruise more easily and it may take longer for bleeding to stop xarelto may increase your risk of bleeding if you take certain medicines xarelto can cause serious bleeding and in rare cases may be fatal Get help right away if you develop unexpected bleeding, unusual bruising, or tingling. 
If you have had right. spinal anesthesia while on Xarelto, watch for back pain or any nerve or muscle-related signs or symptoms. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, I got it. I got it. And when you don't, when you're not this clear and you're using a new drug, sometimes there's another commercial that comes a few years later and it sounds like this. Attention, Zarelto and Prodaxa has been linked to internal bleeding. If you were right. hospitalized for internal okay. bleeding, or stop. Your <laughs> Why is it? Why is it the government insists on telling us things? In that case, looks like there was probably more of a chance of internal bleeding than they expected. But they insist on telling us that if you take no dose, you might go impotent when probably not. We have a few cases of people uh that are getting sick from uh, the vaccine i can't remember which one it is but there's six people six people that got sick uh from the well that's about the kind of thing that they usually put a warning label on but i can't even talk about that on social media without being labeled giving you misinformation no i'll tell you there were six people that had this reaction Take this drug and you could go impotent or you could bleed to death. Okay? Most likely you're not going to. But why is the media in lockstep? Why is everyone in lockstep? This is perfectly safe. Nothing's going to happen. Well, wait a minute. There's some pilots that have been having some heart palpitations and that's causing them to lose their job. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No. Okay, I know it's a handful of people, but don't we care about the handful of people? Shouldn't we at least talk about the impotency? I'm just saying. Shouldn't we at least have that information? That's the truth. That's the truth. And that's what we're used to in America. In fact, we are you when it comes to drugs, we are used to the exact opposite of what we're doing now. We all hate the commercials where it's 30 seconds of you might die tomorrow. You're like, yeah, but you're you wouldn't be selling it if it was a good shot. We're all going to die tomorrow from taking this. The truth shall set you free. But not in this country anymore. Can we truly be a free country? If we remain in the grips of lies and fear of telling the truth. I can tell you right now, we cannot survive. And I mean that as the Glenn Beck program and Blaze TV. We will not survive unless we have you. We need you when I come in every day. I work really hard and I pray on the show. I do everything I possibly can to not waste your time and not give you stories to entertain you. Believe me, I, I mean, if anybody used to listen to the show in the old days, believe it or not, this show, show was very, very funny. <laughs> uh, the times call for, hey, you need to understand this. And I ask you to pass on the clips right now we are being so throttled by youtube uh by instagram facebook twitter all of it i mean 
literally, literally the audience, you catching something or YouTube, you check out a Glenn Beck video on YouTube and it suggests another Glenn Beck video, highly unlikely. We need you. Join the chorus of voices that are speaking out. Share the truth. And free the Americans that are living in prison. Honestly, fear concocted in a lab spread by the government and perpetuated by the media. You see, the truth is kind of like a virus. Once the truth is out, it can't be stopped. It is contagious. It could be spread from one person to the next until everyone is exposed and we have herd immunity. Next week on next Wednesday night's Glenn Beck program, two hours, commercial free, solid wall to wall truth that will set you free. I would like to ask you to watch it, but I'm telling you this early because I want you to also invite some friends over. It's two hours and then a discussion, a panel led by Steve Dace after just going over and answering questions uh, from the audience. I would ask that you would invite some friends over next Wednesday night and watch it together. Tell your friends and join us at the blaze. Go to blaze tv.com slash Glenn uh, and uh, and use the promo code Fauci lied for twenty five dollars off your year subscription. So that's a quarter off twenty five percent off of your subscription. We need you to be a part of the family. By the way, the special starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's usually 9 p.m. This is 8 p.m. Eastern, an hour early, two hours, live, commercial free. I mean, unfortunately, we can't do things commercial free all the time. So let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar. It is a burden. It is a cross I bear. <sighs> I have a sweet tooth. And somebody says, eat a vegetable. And I'm like, I can't. There's a piece of cake sitting right there. And I, I have to eat the cake. Okay, the struggle is real, I'm telling you. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And as excited I am about all of the delicious food, I can tell you the old sweet tooth is even more excited. That's right. Fortunately, this year... I started exercising and I'm actually trying to eat right. And so I'm going to say no to the stupid pie and cake, which I should start with. Screw the protein. <laughs> anyway, built bars are available. So I eat those instead of dessert because they're really, really good. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to fall off the wagon and maybe have a built bar and dessert. But they're all covered in real chocolate and their flavor comes first, but they're healthy for you. Check them out now. Built.com. Built.com. By the way, Black Friday, go to Built.com. I don't even know what this is, but they say big things are coming. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% right now. Built.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Hmm. Good heavens, I talk a lot because that was just the that was just the preamble to what I really wanted to talk to you about. Whew. I've got a problem. 
I want to tell you, we're going to take a break here in a second, and I, I need to tell you about the latest DHS bulletin. It came out yesterday, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this. Uh, they, those in Washington are not going to give up their power easily. We can go and uh, we can go and vote, and that is a really good step. But I want you to know it's going to be a slog. It's going to be a tough fight and battle all the way to the end. Uh, and DHS is warning us about domestic terror, and it's a it's even a more dire warning than it was over the summer. I want to read it to you and then give you a couple of other stories of the day that maybe the left won't connect. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's a noble thing to be an agent of change uh, when the thing that you do stands for the rights of others, especially those people who cannot help themselves. When you make the switch over to Patriot Mobile, you are standing for the rights of the unborn because you are not helping companies like Verizon fund Planned Parenthood. You are you are standing for the rights of others if you switch away from AT&T because they are telling their staff you have to be less white. That is reason enough in my book to switch. But there's an added incentive. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer service team provides exceptional service. Most importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, our veterans, first responders. Uh, it's great. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Do it now. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code Fauci Lie. 25 bucks off your subscription right now for Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So yesterday afternoon, the Department of Homeland Security has issued a bulletin that I think we all should be aware of. Domestic extremists continue to exploit false narratives to promote violence online, calling for attacks on members of Congress, the public health, school officials, and they share information about how to build bombs, according to a new intelligence uh, from the Department of Homeland Security. The National Terrorism Activity System Bulletin was released yesterday. It replaces the existing bulletin that was placed uh, last August. It said uh, in that one, ethnically motivated violent extremists and anti-government, anti-authority violent extremists uh, remain a national threat priority from the United States for the United States. That is still in this latest warning. The new document has that language, et cetera, et cetera. But it also has some new developments for us, including the exploitation of the American withdrawal from Afghanistan, both by foreign terrorists and domestic racists. Foreign Islamic extremists have uh, sought to use related to the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, sought to use facts to inspire potential followers to conduct attacks in the U.S., also, domestic extremists have sought to capitalize on concerns about the resettlement of Afghan refugees in the United States. 
Now, if I meet somebody and they're like, we got to keep those Afghans out of here because they're different color Muslim. I think we all go, all right, Bubba, hang on, hang on. But I think if if Bubba says the same thing and says, and you know that there's people that they brought their child brides with them. We can't have child brides in America. Then I say, uh, in that case, you're right. What was the vetting system and who is actually coming into our country? You want to bring your child bride? Eh, you're not coming in. In general, the bulletin continued threats include those posed by individuals and small groups engaged in violence, including domestic violent extremists and inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists. Um, the ongoing pandemic continues to be a spark for violent rhetoric, according to the DHS, especially by those angered by mask and vaccine mandates and restrictions on normal activity. Hmm. I don't know what group that might be. If a new COVID-19 variant emerges and new restrictions are imposed, anti-government violent extremists could potentially use the new restrictions as rationale to target government or public health facilities. Notice that notice we are anti-government. No, we're anti-fascism. <gasps> Antifa. Is that us? We're anti-fascism. We're not anti-government. Foreign intelligence service, foreign terrorist organizations, domestic violent extremists continue to introduce, amplify, and disseminate narratives online calling for violence. They continue to derive inspiration and obtain operational guidance regarding the use of IEDs. Extremists have called for attacks on elected officials, political representatives, government facilities, law enforcement, religious communities, Commercial facilities, perceived ideological opponents. In fact, John Cohen, the head of DHS Counterterrorism and Intelligence, says this is the most complex, volatile and dynamic uh, threat to the United States that I have experienced in my career. Wow, that is interesting. Now, I know what racists are going to do or they're going to connect these two stories, but there is no connection to these stories. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that the new mayor of uh, of New York, he wants to go back to actual, you know, time proven law enforcement kind of rules and the Black Lives Matter people. And uh, the leader met with him because he'd like to he had said, let, let's have a sit down. Let's talk. And uh, they had a debate and they were going back and forth on police reform. And it was kind of contentious. Um, and he even found, you know, some common ground with the activist. Um, but he's like, I'm, I'm bringing the anti-crime unit back. And um, the co-founder of the New York BLM said, if you think you're going to bring back the old ways of policing, then we're going to take to the streets again. And I'm quoting, there will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. Completely, completely disregard. And don't you dare tie in that DHS memo, because believe me, the DHS doesn't see any connection between those two stories. And that's why, among other things, Biden has a dismal approval rating. His latest, according to the Federalist Susquehanna poll, 
shows that he is now 36% overall approval rating. 36. Disapproval at 52%. The approval rating among registered Democrats down, I mean, not very far, to 70%. One in five registered Democrats saying they do not approve of the job Biden is doing as president. Among voters who are registered as independents, only 29% approve of Biden's, Biden's job as president. 50% say they don't approve of Biden. The poll from the Federalist in Susquehanna also found widespread dissatisfaction with Biden's economic and immigration policies. On immigration, only 23% of voters surveyed approve of Biden's efforts to stop illegal immigration across the U.S. border. 51% say they disapprove. 34% of voters say they approve on how Biden is handling the economic policies. 51% say, yeah, not so much. When asked who they thought was most responsible for skyrocketing gas prices, remember, the media and the White House, all of the so-called experts are all saying over and over again, it's OPEC, it's OPEC, it's OPEC, it's not us. Yes, we're canceling pipelines. Yes, we're saying we want to drive these companies out of business, but it's not us. It's OPEC, OPEC, OPEC. When asked... A plurality of voters, 46%, say they blamed Biden and congressional Democrats. 7% blame Republicans. 43% blame other economic factors. 51% say they approve of how he has handled the pandemic. 46% say they don't. On critical race theory, which is not being taught in our schools. My gosh, stop the racist lies. It's a myth. It's like a unicorn. It's not even real. Uh, uh, on this subject, should it be taught in school, government schools, K through 12, 59% say it should not be taught. 26% of voters saying it should be taught. Even a majority of registered Democrats, 51% said critical race theory should not be taught. Now, listen to this opposition to critical race theory transcends race. Plurality of black voters polled, 49% say the, the theory should not be taught. 42% saying it should be taught. 61% of white voters and 56% of Hispanic voters say it shouldn't be taught. Now, we see a couple of other things. How's the media doing? Do you trust corporate news media to tell you the truth? 14% said yes. Um, do you believe corporate news media misrepresents the facts to push a political agenda among registered independent voters? 85% said, yeah, they're just going for a political agenda. Independence, 85. The poll also found widespread pessimism about the future of the American public. Um, 46% say our best days are ahead of us. 45% say America is now in permanent decline. I happen to be with the former, not the latter. 28% approval now for Kamala Harris. So what is your plan B? If you have your vice president and an old man who is not the picture of health with another three years to go, what is your plan in case something goes wrong? Because it's not Kamala Harris.
seems like people are running from her. I mean, she's not even seemingly doing anything. Uh, she keeps getting these high-profile jobs assigned to her, and they're the least uh, popular parts of the Biden agenda, which yeah, is, I don't are. think, coincidental. It's not coincidental that Biden keeps pushing them off to her. And it's also not coincidental that people perceive them as going so badly because of the job she's doing. And by the way, you can now look at uh, approval ratings going back to 1945 with Harry Truman. And Joe Biden is behind Truman at this point, behind Eisenhower, behind Kennedy, behind Johnson, uh, less popular than Nixon, basically less popular than Gerald Ford. He's got about a week left before that one runs out. Less popular than uh, Jimmy Carter, less popular than Reagan, less popular than George H.W. Bush, less popular than uh, Bill Clinton, less popular than George W. Bush, less popular than Barack Obama. The only president that he is more popular at at this point in his presidency is Donald Trump. And Trump, of course, came in as a divisive guy and never really excelled with with uh, with approval rating. However, this Susquehanna poll you just discussed would put him below Donald Trump. It's just his average that's because he's got a couple of polls that have him in the mid 40s. It's the only reason he's even ahead of Trump. So, you know, this is a this has gone really badly. And of course, <laughs> as you might note with Donald Trump, he has the entire media saying he's Hitler on their news broadcasts every, every night. day. This Every is the day. exact opposite treatment for Joe Biden, yeah. and yet he's just as unpopular with the American people. Probably a billion dollars of advertising in his first year, if you would total all that up mm. against Donald Trump. Um, but Kamala or Kamala, she is she's unpopular for a whole new set of reasons. Here she is in France speaking with a fake French accent. With us in government. We campaign with the plan, uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then okay, stop. do it again. Now, what? it's just cringeworthy, but she's talking here on another topic. Let's actually think about what she's saying. She's actually saying here is, I wish politics could be more like science because science, you know, you guys have a you guys have a plan and then you study it and see if it works and you put it in a little dish and you study it out and then you see if it works. But we come out with the plan and it's got kinks. It may not work and we just don't know, but we push the plan. Yeah, those Petri dishes are called the 50 states, Kamala. That was the whole idea of the American experiment. But progressives want to erase the states and make it all the big plan. And they also dismiss every time a plan fails. For instance, Romney care. It didn't work. It doesn't work. And so what does the state have to do? Get bailed out from the United States government and they don't take that and they just say, oh, it's got to be done in a bigger way. No, 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 no. You don't look at the facts after somebody experiences and experiments with it. It just a. I mean, let me just say, huh? Kamala, maybe a little bit of a moron here for maybe a couple of reasons. Huh? <laughs> 
Donald lives in uh, New Hampshire. He writes in about a six-year-old terrier who used to be a picky eater. I know the drill. He writes, I have never seen my dog lick the bowl clean as often as she does now. Let me tell you something. I've never seen Uno lick the bowl clean. I hear it hitting the wall all the time as he's licking that bowl clean now. Um, She looks for any remaining traces of rough greens. Thank you, rough greens. Uh, Donald, your dog is a big fan of yours now. Congratulations. And if your dog is anything like mine, not only loves it, but you will see the changes over time in their health. It's fantastic. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Uh, just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Uh, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them today. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, hello and uh, welcome to the program. Before we go, Glenn, at some point today, Mm -hmm. I need you to read the transcript of Andrew Cuomo being questioned uh, in one of the... Do you have it? I sent it to your email. Uh, okay, let me look. Do we have for time for it. Now, yeah. What is now? What yeah. is this exactly? This is him being questioned. They were trying to figure out if he was dating someone, um, and they were asking, you know, was she your girlfriend? A pretty easy question to answer. Um, see if you can find the transcript in the. Yeah, in I here. think I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> how, how do you want to define girlfriend? <laughs> Uh, hey, the, the questioner responds, uh, if you dated the woman, well, how do you define date? <laughs> I want to go to my earlier question. Was she your girlfriend? Do you understand? Well, girlfriend means different things to different people. You know what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> no, you know? No. Uh, how about somebody you date or have relations with? Have relations? Kiss, kiss. You go on dates. You, you, you go, you, did you go on dates? You asking, did I kiss her? Well, yes, there was a period of time that I kissed her. (laughs) What the hell is this? What is this? There was a period of time in which I kissed her. What human being reacts this way? Why is he even? I mean, it's an easy question. Is she a girlfriend? Hey, yeah, she was a woman who I, uh, you know, she was a friend and she was a girl. Yeah, legitimately, he's saying he's saying that. If you define girlfriend as a woman friend who you see romantically for a period of time, uh, if that's your (laughs) definition, uh, then yes. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's such a weird definition, too. Stunning that this testimony of his cost him his entire career. (laughs) I I can't believe it. Staff Sergeant Joseph Henry Frank Hauser. Staff Sergeant Daniel Neil Finnan. These and are the names that uh, of the service members who have died in the global war on terror, honoring all American service members from the last 20 years. This is the first time this has ever been done. They are reading all of the names, all 7,000 plus names 
at the uh, Lincoln Memorial today. It's being done by Tunnel Towers Foundation. If you don't know who these people are, I want to introduce them to you here in a second. They are fantastic. What they do for veterans is just truly, truly remarkable. Um, and um, they are doing this. Biden is about to lay a wreath at Arlington uh, National Cemetery. As all of us can agree, thank you, veterans. Thank you for everything that you have done. If you are questioning, did it make a difference? The answer is yes, and I will prove it to you by the end of this hour. Thank you, veterans, this Veterans Day. The Glenn Beck Program. If if all the veterans could come over to my house tonight and probably bring some hot dogs or something, uh, we would have quite a quite a barbecue in the backyard. Quite a barbecue. I've got the RecTech already going. Do you know that RecTech is running their Black Friday sale early? Um, they have small grills, huge grills. I don't know which one I have. I don't think I have the biggest one. Um, and they are they're just great absolutely great it will grill it will smoke it will um it will even bake and it is it was designed by these people who go around and you know i got the best brisket no i do and i'm bringing it in on my truck and so they built this grill originally just for competitions and they wanted something that they could guarantee would be right every single time people you know like well, okay well your brisket is a little bit better than mine Where'd you get that grill? They decided to make them for the public. And you won't find anything, anything like a Rectech uh, on the market. And they save you a lot of money because they cut out the middleman. You're not going to find them at Home Depot. You have to go online at Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. They are absolutely fantastic. It's Rectech. And right now, their Black Friday sale is already going. You can save $415 by ordering today and free shipping on all their pellet grills. Do it now, Rectech.com. Curtis Donald Fleischmann, Sergeant Gregory Dewaynes Feyeron, Captain Arthur Lejean Felder, Specialist I don't know. I mean, how long Ayana does it take you to Charest read 7,000 names? Specialist um, Dustin James Feldhouse. I'm not sure if anything Sergeant has ever been done Kelvin like this L. before. Um, and Gutierrez, to my knowledge Lieutenant and Colonel to the Ray Tunnel to Towers L. Foundation's Lewis, knowledge, this is the first time it's been done for George the war on Lewis. terror, for sure. Frank Siller is with us. He's the chairman and CEO for Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Frank, how are you, sir? I'm good, Glenn. Thanks for having me on today. And I couldn't be more proud as a chairman of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to take on this responsibility. I feel like it's an obligation and uh, something that we're very proud to read all 7,070, 7,070 names that uh, gave their lives for our country since the war on terror uh, started in 2001, where I lost my brother on uh, September 11, 2001, where he ran through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, Glenn. He was a firefighter. He strapped 60 pounds of gear on his back and ran through that tunnel up West Street into the South Tower, up those stairs, and while uh, saving other people's lives, he gave up his own, and we started a foundation in his honor and all those who perished that day. And, 
And to do this work here today, we couldn't be more proud. I tell you, Frank, you guys are remarkable. You're one of the best charities out out there, I think. Uh, what you do for veterans and, and everybody else um, because of all of those who died in the World Trade Center. As you were talking, I, I am actually grateful that I was alive to see the way America was, at least for about a month after the World Trade Center. I mean, it's, it's remarkable where we are now, where our police get no respect, they're villains. Uh, everybody seems to be a villain now. When we went from, man, and they were true heroes like your brother who ran up the stairs when everyone else was running down. I miss that respect for real heroes. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I will say that uh, being here and watching the reaction that we're getting from so many uh, great Americans uh, who love this country uh, is really uh, moving. Uh, I walked this year for the 20th anniversary uh, to honor my brother. I walked from the Pentagon to Shanksville to Ground Zero, 537 miles. And while I was doing it, I walked through a lot of small towns. And uh, it was beautiful to watch all the families coming out and different parades that we had and uh, see young kids uh, being taught in the stories of, of 9-11 and the stories of all these great heroes that died ever since. So uh, I, I saw a, a, an America that gave me great hope that, that uh, most of the people in America still love America and are willing to die for it. Yeah. And all too often they do die for it. Let it be our first responders or our military. And today we're going to make sure that we recognize all uh, 7,070. And Glenn, you know, today we thought it was so important. Our foundation does a lot of good work, but today we delivered 35 mortgage-free homes to God's Gold Star families today on, on this day. Uh, so we, we're proud that we built some of these homes and some we paid off the mortgages, but to deliver 35 of them on a day like today, we felt like it was uh, an important day to, uh, not just to honor them, but to do good work. Frank, can I, is there any way, I would love to partner with you guys. I would love to be a part of what you do. I love the fact that you're giving these houses away. I mean, really, you guys are salt of the earth uh, right mindset and you do it right if there's anything i can do to ever help or be involved i would love to be involved with you guys well you're doing it today but you, you we could do it more often but here look we get it done the fire department says many hands makes light work we ask people to donate as little as eleven dollars a month and that eleven dollars a month adds up and that's why you know you know we delivered 35 today but we did 200 200 mortgage-free homes this year 200 holy cow uh, that costs a lot of money and thank god we have a lot of people who joined us on this mission but they know their money's going to this i don't get paid we do over 93 cents of every dollar goes to our programs and people you know trust us the foundation bears my brother's image and his name and will all always hold it to the highest standards and, and today, I, you know, I know he's smiling down at heaven saying, Frank, thank you for remembering all these 7,000 men and women that joined. Many of them joined our military because of what yeah. happened on 9-11. And, and now we're, we're paying uh, tribute and, and, and honoring them here today. Um, Frank, if you don't mind, I want to play a couple of people who you have uh, changed their lives. Uh, Tunnel to Towers have changed their lives. This is the Jenny Taylor family. Listen to this. My dad was really, really special, and I love my dad a lot. 
I'm proud of him and that even though he isn't here with us, but he died as a true hero. I miss everything about him. In the moment that the officers and I had to come see the children, my biggest reaction was, I don't have seven arms. I have seven children who just lost their father and I don't have seven arms to wrap around them. I'm Frank Silla, chairman of the Stephen Silla Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Our foundation is committed to delivering mortgage-free homes to fallen military and first responders who die in the line of duty. To not have to worry financially is a huge peace of mind. It means a lot to know that this is our same home, that we have all the memories in here. It says you can donate to Tunnels, then the number two, Towers, Tunnels to Towers, uh, dot org. Um, I mean, do you have the best job out there, Frank? <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, that must just be great. So Jenny Taylor, you just heard, she was the first one to read her husband's name today. As a matter of fact, one of her seven children read uh, their father's name uh, uh, today. Wow. Uh, so the one that you just heard there. So, you know, it, 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 so people know they can go to T2T.org, make it a little bit easier than Tunnel to Tower. So okay. T, T the number 2 T, okay. T, T2T. Yeah, T2T.org. Okay. That's it. T2T.org. And uh, yes, uh, I, I can be more proud to be the chairman of, of this foundation, but we're just a conduit of doing good. St. Francis of Assisi said, brothers and sisters, while we are here, while we have time, let us do good. That's the whole premise of, of our foundation. We're not going to waste any time. There's so much work that has to be done. We better get out there and take care of all these families. We did it today, but there's a lot more work that has to be done. I want you to hear Richard Urash. September 1st, 2006, my Bradley fighting vehicle that I was riding in was hit with an IED uh, while we were driving down a road in Iraq. The IED went through the bottom of my vehicle and hit our fuel tank. And uh, the fuel tank basically was inches away from where I was sitting and covered me and my buddies who were in the vehicle with me in fuel and instantly on fire. I lost my leg because when I escaped out of the top of the vehicle, I jumped off and couldn't see anything around me because my face was on fire. So when I landed, 10-foot jump, I couldn't brace myself for the landing. So when I hit, my leg broke. And I snapped my leg and I ended up with an amputation below my right knee. And then, I, crazy thing, I rolled into a canal that was there that I didn't know was there. And it put the fire out. I can't even believe my eyes. <laughs> so oh beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This is insane. My life's going to be changed in the way that uh, I'm going to have more independence in general. It's going to come to the point where I'm not even thinking about things anymore. I'm just doing them. Where now you have to think about what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And eventually, I think I'm going to get to the point where I don't have to think about those things. I'm just going to be able to do those things. Uh, he, he read the names today of some of the fallen uh, soldiers, right? Yep. Some of the buddies. Yeah, some of the buddies that he lost, even though he survived, he lost other uh, men and women uh, around him. And uh, so, yeah, you were listening to the day we gave him his smart home. We built uh, mortgage-free, uh, specially adapted smart homes for our country's most catastrophically injured service members. We've done over 100 of them all around the country. But these are guys that have paid, gave him multiple limbs, paraplegics, quadriplegics. Oh. Just looking, but, I mean, just one, looking at Richard, you, you, he is, I mean, he gave everything. He gave everything. Everything. Yeah. And he's got the best attitude in the world, but he helps us. He goes all over the United States and helps us because he wants to help 
uh, the next family and the next uh, uh, hero uh, that, you know, has paid a big price uh, for our freedom. So he's a tremendous hu- human being. And most of these widows and Gold Star families and, and these heroes that, you know, catastrophic injured service members, they all join us and they want to pay it forward to the next uh, to the next family. So we're we are really uh, blessed that uh, we bring all these people together. And, you know, it, it, on a day like today and Veterans Day, I mean, thank God for all our veterans. They're willing to die for us every single day. And all too often they do. And when they do, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is going to be there for their families that are left behind. That is our promise. I, as God is my judge, I, any, any family that serves our country and you die and you leave behind a young family, we're going to take care of your family that's left behind. And, and we do it because of the, of the generosity of Americans. I know Americans are the most generous, just most I generous know that too. people in the world. Greatest country in the world, but the most generous people in the world. And together, we're going to take care of all these families. That is our promise. And we do it for fallen first responders. Because you started the whole, one of the questions was the police officers are not, you know, yeah. instead of spitting on them, we should kiss the freaking ground they walk on. And, and, but we're going to take care of every single police officer or first responder that die in the line of duty Gosh. that leave young kids behind also. So that's our promise at the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation. And we pray that people just join us and, and we can get this done together. Frank, will you do me a favor? Please include me on a list of allies. I want to help you raise money. I want to help you do what you do. What did you do before this? What was your job? I, I was a bit of an entrepreneur. I built houses. I was a spot builder. I never really made money at it, to be quite frank with you, uh, because uh, I, I used to put too many extras into the house because I was a soft touch for the people <laughs> I was but, uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is, uh, I think the man upstairs was preparing me to make sure oh, yeah. build these houses all over, oh, yeah. all over America. So uh, we're, we're blessed. But I, I was also into retail. So I have a, a bit of a business background. Well, I, uh, I, you are right. God uh, prepared you for this calling, and it is an amazing calling. Thank you so much, Frank. God bless you and, and everybody you. that Remember. is involved. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. T2T.org. T2T.org. Can you imagine having a job where you just, you just are, are going into families that are just destroyed and giving them a house, especially when they've been adapted. You see that last house uh, when we were yeah. playing that is his stove went down for him because he he's I mean, he's severely um, handicapped from the uh, from the burns uh, and the stove goes down. Everything moves for him. It's it's remarkable. Can you imagine how great that job would be? Uh, you're just helping the best people in our society, the right. best human beings possible. You're helping out, which is awesome. And and the story is so great. I mean, this guy running through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel with 60 pounds of gear on his back, running to the towers. It's like impossible, but it's, it's you know, it's what these guys do all the time. I mean, so many of them did it on that day and, and have done it since. And these these guys have been helping them out since 2001. I know. What, well, one? I mean, right 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 afterward. You know, it's amazing. Remember when Oprah was doing that school over in Africa? I don't know if she's still doing it. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. And you remember what she said? Why she didn't do it here in America? Yeah, she. I think she thought people wouldn't be as thankful or something. Yeah, she right? said they wouldn't be grateful. Yeah, she it wouldn't be grateful. These guys are. Oh, yeah. These veterans, they don't ever think they deserve anything, um, and they do. And uh, they're very, very grateful. Again, on Veterans Day, 
thank you, veterans. If you'd like to help Tunnel to Towers, uh, just go to T2T.org. I love their commitment to somebody dies in line of duty. We are going to take care of the family. That's an unbelievable promise. T2T.org. All right, it's countdown to Thanksgiving, the holiday season. Only a couple of weeks away. Jeez. Uh, and it's time for you to look your absolute best, not to mention years younger, with GenuCell. This Thanksgiving season, save up to 60% off GenuCell's most popular packages, the best in skincare, at GenuCell.com. Treat yourself to customer favorites like, uh, you know, forehead that, that target things like forehead wrinkles, dark spots, droopy eyelids, sagging jawline, and even the annoying bags and puffiness. Watch them disappear before your eyes, and they put their money where their mouth is on this one. GenuCell's immediate effects. You will see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. It's an amazing, uh, amazing turnaround time and a great gift. Uh, don't worry about not getting your amazing GenuCell products in time. Every product is manufactured right here in the USA. From now until Thanksgiving, select your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You can gift yourself or someone you love a world-class spa experience with the luxurious Chamonix microdermabrasion treatment and a botanical infused cleanser and toner go to genucell.com and enter the special promo code beck35 at checkout for an additional 35 bucks off right now 60 percent off genucell's most popular products go to genucell.com enter the code beck35 it's g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com code beck35 10 second station id All right, I've got some news, and I have been following this closely, and I don't bring it up uh, because it's um, a bit complex, but I just uh, got something in from Berlin uh, yesterday. Uh, we weren't sure if Evergrande, which is the most indebted company ever on the planet, okay? They are a housing uh, company. They built the ghost cities in uh, China. And um, they are defaulting and everybody's been waiting for them to default. If they actually go into default, it's horrible, horrible news for China and us. Well, the DMSA, which is the uh, the German uh, market screening agency, they are investors in this. And they said that, yes, China did default on the loans. And the reason why they're saying this is because they are preparing bankruptcy proceedings against Evergrande and they are they are looking for bond investors to join this. Um, but I want you to listen to a bit of this. Uh, the bankruptcy of Evergrande, the world's most indebted corporation, could ultimately lead to, quote, a great reset, i.e. the final meltdown of the global financial system. Um while the international finance market has so far met financial turmoil surrounding the teetering giant of Evergrande with remarkable basic con uh, confidence, one can say with remarkable naivety, the U.S. Central Bank uh, Fed confirmed our view yesterday. In its latest stability report, it explicitly pointed out the dangers that a collapse of Evergrande and what it would do to the global financial system. Um, so they it's because it's the Chinese government. It's not clear whether or not they um, defaulted or not. 
but according to this firm that has invested in it and this is what they do they're a watch go- uh, a watchdog kind of group as well they are saying that yes they did default um just buckle up because that does mean if they did default it does mean a giant financial storm uh so far nasdaq and the dow are uh the nasdaq is up the dow's down just about 70 points which is really nothing but if this is true things are going to change back in a minute this is the glenn Beck program American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The IRS has raised the tax brackets uh, 3% because of inflation. But don't worry about it. It's, it's transitory. Um, American Financing is a company that will help you save money. And it's so important that we save money. Um, Right now, if you have a loan that is three or four percent, please call American Financing and lock a lower rate in right now. You could save hundreds of dollars every single month. You could even shorten the term um, uh, and you can do a consolidation loan. So if you have a bunch of credit cards and you, you want to pay those off because the credit card interest will kill you, especially with what's coming Please call American Financing today and see if they can help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. If you're looking for a new mortgage or you want to save some money, call them. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. Fauci lied. It's not only a true statement, it's also a promo code. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code Fauci lied to save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. My TV show on Blaze TV last night was a uh, quick peek into the two-hour special commercial-free that will be airing live next Wednesday. I'm working on a chalkboard, a very important chalkboard. Um, I think because this is the biggest, this is the biggest event of our lives. It is changing the world, changing the country. It's COVID. Um, this chalkboard is really important it's the covid 19 origin story uh who were the players involved it's all backed up with official government documents and emails um and scientists and you know internet weasels that just are just driven to find things they've been working on this for about 18 months almost since the beginning uh and it is all backed up with official documents uh because of the world we're living in, it might be my last chalkboard that you'll ever see on, at least on social media. Um, the biggest taboo with all of this has been asking questions. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions and call out those who are deemed untouchable. Mainly, Anthony Fauci. Uh, it's, you know, don't you dare question St. Fauci. Listen to how this saint views himself. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning 
have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people, and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Unbelievable. But in his view, then next Wednesday, I'll be attacking science. I will not be attacking science. Um, I will produce the official documentation that shows that science is exactly what people like Fauci were trying to conceal rather than prove in the opening days of the pandemic. Was there a cover up? If so, what were they trying to cover up? Did people like Fauci have a dog in the fight? And is that the reason he and big tech have declared all Fauci questioning and an attack on science itself? All of that and so much more. It will be live on Blaze TV, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's an hour earlier, two hour commercial free special, followed by Steve Dace uh, and a panel that is going to be talking about the special and taking your questions. Um, there has never been a better time to subscribe than right now. We're going to try to put it on YouTube live as well, but I doubt it is going to last very long um, uh, on YouTube. Subscribe now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, and use the promo code Fauci lied for 25 bucks off. We know Fauci has said things that are untrue. We know he has lied. He they describe them as noble lies. He he lied about masks because he wanted to protect the mass. He lied about the herd immunity level because he didn't think people would be encouraged enough if he gave the real answer. But like there are two ways to go here. You can either say I've been right since the beginning. Don't question me or you're questioning science. Or you can say, hey, we don't know every answer. This is a new virus. We're trying to learn as we go and give you the best answers possible. And so, we're not going to always get everything right. But you need to pick one of those two. You can't have both. You can't say don't question science, but also we're going to make mistakes because we don't know all the answers. You can't say both of them. Um, here's the problem. Uh, when you see the Fauci lies next Wednesday, uh, they're beyond mistakes. They are yeah, way I'm, beyond. I'm mistakes. not even going into the yeah, level, I know, but like I these know. are the ones he has literally admitted to, admitted to, and then he comes on television and says, "If you question me, you're questioning science, and I've been right since the very beginning because I'm giving people uncomfortable truths." And that's a ridiculous summary of of the last twenty months. More on this in the coming days, uh, and please get your family and friends to watch this special get together in groups um, because this information uh, has not been seen. You know, Steve Dace has been on this. He wrote a book about it, and I gave him the script to read a couple of days ago, and he he came back and said, "Oh my gosh, um, there's things in there that he didn't know," uh, and it's uh, it's. Everything will make sense to you after you watch the special. You go like, oh, I understand why they're doing that now. Uh, anyway, that's next Wednesday night. It is Veterans Day, and I have, if you will indulge me here for a few minutes, a personal note. I've been thinking about the service members uh, who may today be stuck wondering if everything they sacrificed for all of the friends that they lost was for nothing. My answer goes to somebody else that I've been thinking about, uh, the young woman that I had on my podcast a few weeks ago named Asma. 
This is this is a, a remarkable Afghani woman. She was instrumental in coordinating with the Nazarene Fund extraction team for not only her own rescue, but the rescue of 180 other Afghan girls. It, it was it is one of the most incredible stories. It would make a great movie. We just found out that she lost her uncle because they killed him because he was working with the Americans. She almost lost every member of her family, but because of her bravery and because of you, the Nazarene Fund was able to get everybody out except her uncle and his family. But she lost everything. She lost her country. She lost her freedom overnight. Her spirit could have been broken, but it wasn't. And in fact, not only was it not broken, she still genuinely believes that she can change the world and her country for the better. She's beaming with hope. I told you a couple of weeks ago, um, and I've, I've, I mentioned it once. Afghanistan, my trip over the Middle East broke me. I came back a truly broken man, unlike I've ever been before. And in the thick of the darkness, I met asthma, full of light. And she made me ask myself this question. How, how do you avoid a broken spirit in a broken world? This broken world, when people die, when darkness seems to win, when you can't get your feet on solid ground, when the country changes overnight and it's just slipping into insanity when you wake up in the morning and the world says that you are worth less than you were the day before what do you do when everything you've sacrificed for is put to shame veterans when you've lost lives limbs your light in a foreign country and now it looks like it meant nothing. When you wake up and nothing from yesterday sticks. When you don't recognize your country. When you thought things that were solid are now liquid. What do you do? Maybe you quit. And maybe that's justified. Or maybe you look to people like Asma and you see their courage and you refuse to break. Even when they bend you in half and everything in you is screaming and hurting. Maybe you can hold on to just that little bit of light. And because of that, you don't lose hope. This woman woke up in her own country and one day to the next, everything changed. She was riding on a bus with 180 girls, and she was fine. They were free. That morning, she gets out. She's walking the streets, and the Taliban takes over the streets, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm wearing Western dress. I don't know if I'll even make it home. When she gets back on the bus, she's trying to get her and 180 girls on that bus through the gates of the airport and to a plane. 
while she's on the bus, she watches the Taliban torture the bus driver and then tell the bus driver and the girls on the bus, you come back here again, we'll kill you all. They came back again. She was on the bus. So was the bus driver. She knew that at best they'd sell her for a bride. At worst, she was dead. Despite the odds, because of her, every single girl on that bus escaped from Afghanistan. Every single one. She's not a hero. She didn't plan on becoming a hero. She's like, you meet her, she's normal. But in that moment, she was a hero. She didn't expect to wake up one morning and be a subject to a government that sees her as inferior. She wasn't prepared to lose the people she loved. She wasn't ready to leave her home, to leave her parents behind. She did not plan on leading a rescue of 180 girls. She didn't plan on being here, but she is one. And when she's finally free, she told her story. And do you know what her, when I asked her if she'd tell the story, she asked me for something in return. Do you know what she asked me for in return? The ability to thank the uh, service members that served in Afghanistan. She could have become angry at America, angry at the administration. She could have said, you guys abandoned us and we did nothing. But that's not what she said. When I gave her the opportunity, she said this to the American service people. It's my understanding that you said one of the conditions of this interview was you wanted to tell the American soldiers something. Yes. What is that? It was not in a waste. It was not in a win. Those 20 years bring us freedom, bring us democracy, give us multiple chances, opportunities. Women like us get was able to go and get educations, was able to travel by themselves, was able to work, had their driving license, had the right to the property. For the people of Afghanistan, we will remember the soldiers. I am grateful for all of them who served in my country. Because of you, I'm here. Because of you, I made it to be educated, to be, have rights, democracy, and educations. And have a life that has meant something, and the purpose that has been given to me. And the choices that I made, it's because of those sacrifices. I want to tell you the rest of her story here in just a second. First... Let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. This is so, so incredibly important. You know, the um, president said, people, people don't understand, you know, the, the, how the system works, you know, even for a pencil. Oh, you mean I pencil? Did you read that one, Joe, last night or something? Because that's one of the Tuttle Twins books. He literally talked about the, the free market and how the system works by bringing up i pencil without ever saying that well 
that's a book that everyone should read if you haven't. Uh, but your kids should read. And it's it's done in such a way that even your littlest kids will understand and love it. They're the Tuttle Twins books. It is essential that these are in every household in America. If you have kids or grandkids, get these books. They're having a veteran's sale this week, 50% off all of their book sets. All of their book sets for toddlers, kids, even teens, 50% off this week only. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Use the promo code VETERAN to get 50% off. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Coupon code VETERAN. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I was just telling you about this uh, woman that you saved uh, and her family, her whole family, uh, brought them to America. They've, they've lost everything. The Taliban took all of their money, everything. They're having to start all over in a new country, and they are thrilled to be starting over here in America. Um, but it says a lot about this girl that the thing she asked for in return was to thank the veterans. She knew instinctively i think either that or she was just so super grateful um that she was free and and was free for those 20 years of her life when she was here um i talked to her about her college because uh they took everything and she can't go back to college now because she just doesn't have any money you know and i I talked to a friend of mine who used to run Goldman Sachs and I said, so how do you, how do you, um, in, uh, how do you give charity? And I thought he's a guy with lots of money and a investor. And he said, I look at it exactly the same way as I do anything else, except you're investing in a person. You're investing in people. And he said, who can you invest in that will make a difference? And I think asthma is one of those people. And if if you are somebody that is looking to help somebody, this might be the best investment in a person you can make. We've set up a college fund for her. And if if you have any kind of means at all, you want to give five dollars. Just go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org for uh, her scholarship fund. It's the Asthma Scholarship Fund. Uh, This woman is going to do big things. Whether they're here or back at home in her own country when she could be president, I'm not sure. But she's a remarkable girl. And I'd like to ask you to invest in her future. Her scholarship fund can be found now at mercuryone.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program.